Have you ever felt Halloween approaching on the calendar and on the one hand you're like, yes, I love the holiday season. And on the other hand, you're thinking, ugh, I always gain weight this time of year. I don't know about you, but I love this time of year. I think October is legitimately my favorite month of the entire year, but it does come with some extra weight loss challenges. So in this episode, we are starting the first of a three-part series on handling the holidays. One for October, one for November, and one for December. The holidays are such a special time of year, both in our lives and in our weight loss journey. Over the course of this three-part series, we're going to address everything from your mindset to the emotional aspects of this time of year, not exactly a simple thing, to handling family stuff, and of course, practical tips and hacks to help you plan. So, Are you feeling all set to seize the seasonal celebrations? Oh yeah, let's get to it. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Happy holiday season. I am so, so grateful that you are here. Thank you so much for lending me your ears and your attention today. Let's get to it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, sort of. (laughs) The holidays can be a beautiful time to celebrate and reflect, be together with loved ones, and it can be a time full of stress, anxiety, overwhelm, and frankly, not so holiday cheer. There are lots of reasons to eat and lots of holiday foods available. It's not like it's hard around this time of year. It can be a recipe for disaster for your waistline. (laughs) It's funny, sometimes it feels like once Halloween rolls around, it's like downhill from there until January 1st. Whether it's leftover Halloween candy, then there's Thanksgiving, holiday events, get-togethers, cookie exchanges, end-of-year party, college football bowl season, special family holidays, New Year's, travel, kids off from school, mother-in-law comes to visit, do we need anything more? Oh yeah, let's throw in an anniversary or a birthday and wow. Is it any wonder we gain weight during the holidays? There's so much going on, and it's easy to just throw your hands up in the air and say, screw it, I'll get back on track once the holidays are over. However, from Halloween to January 1st is about 20% of the year. That's no small amount of time. So let's actually explore this for a second. What would happen if you decided to just kind of mail it in for 20% of your job? What would happen if you decided to be faithful to your spouse, except for 20% of the time? (laughs) Obviously, you can't give up on 20% of anything and expect to succeed. And you may be thinking, well, that's an interesting point, Lizzie, but I still have all of the holiday stress coming up. What, how do I handle it? Don't worry, we got you covered. The holidays don't have to be a disaster and you don't have to be miserable eating lettuce all day either. With just a little bit of planning and a little bit of thinking ahead, you'll be amazed how good you can feel on January 1st 
and set yourself up for feeling great in the new year. So let's get to it. First of all, why is this time of year kind of challenging, or let's say a lot challenging for weight loss? So there's the holiday treats that are tempting us. You know, there's the pumpkin this and the spicy that and all of the like special holiday treats. And there's, of course, the cookies and then the cupcakes and the, yeah, all the things. And so not only is there more stuff available, uh, there's also this sort of element of scarcity in our brains where your brain might be thinking, I only get this one time of year, so I need to enjoy it now. It's almost a little bit of like fear of missing out. And that's a natural tendency of the brain to think this is a special thing this time of year, therefore I have to grab it while I can. And then again, there's also those kinds of things that are in the break room. Um, once of year items show up in the grocery store and that, that your brain kind of kicks in with like, oh, I can only get this this time of year. I might as well. This, this is special. And, you know, that can almost bring up a little bit of anxiety. And of course, when we're feeling anxious, the brain says, I don't like this feeling. Let's feel better fast. What feels better? I know, food full of high sugar, salt, and fat. Not only is there anxiety around food, but sometimes you're around different people that you're not always around. Perhaps they're even in your family. And so there can be amped up anxiety around different foods, different people, and you can't always plan for or predict what's going to be present or available. And so it can just be like, I don't even know how to handle this because all kinds of different things are coming at me and I can't plan for them. So it's no wonder that this time of year is challenging just based on the element of like, there are different things around than aren't part of my quote unquote normal life. And as we know from our uh, study of the brain, the survival brain does not like change. Change is like red alert. This is a threat. And when your your survival brain goes into kind of fight or flight, this is a, a problem. It looks for safety in the form of familiar patterns. So all kinds of things are sort of coalescing together to make this time of year, we'll just say special. So how do we handle this? So first of all, let's take a look at your mindset. How are you thinking about it? Like I said earlier, it is so easy to just throw your hands up in the air and be like, I can't even, there's so much coming at me and I'm so busy and then, you know, so-and-so is coming to town. I'm just gonna worry about this in January. So it's really valuable to take a minute and check in with yourself on your mindset. Are you kind of mentally just throwing your hands in the air and feeling like a victim? Or are you managing your mindset like a boss and knowing that this is just part of being human and yeah, you can handle things. So let's look at that in a little bit more detail. A victim mindset looks like, I'm too busy. I'll just have one. I can't help what other people bring into the break room. This is a special treat. I only get this one time of year. That's a victim mindset. Now, managing your brain like a boss looks like this. I'm busy. Therefore, I'm going to plan ahead and do my future self a favor. I'll just have one if I plan for it. Otherwise, I'll plan for it tomorrow. I can't help what other people bring into the break room, but I can choose whether or not to plan for it and whether or not to eat it. This is a special treat I only get one time of year. And I could ask myself, is it truly special? For example, like if it's the red and green M&Ms or the like special wrapper Hershey Kisses, are those truly special? Mm, maybe not. If it, yes, if it is truly special, 
then I can go and see how much I want to have. Do I want to have, you know, three pieces of this pumpkin spice cake? Or would I regret that third piece tomorrow? If it is special, ask yourself, how much do I want to have? You might see that advice come up again. Just saying. So are you having the victim mindset or are you managing your mindset like a boss? That's first step number one. Step number two is also about your mindset, but examining the sentences you're telling yourself. So a lot of times we give up before we even start. We tell ourselves, I just, I can't lose weight during the holidays. There's so much going on. Okay, let's explore that. Make a list of all the sentences you're telling yourself about the food and the healthy habits that are happening over the holidays. And then write out all the reasons why it's hard or why you can't lose weight over the holidays. Get clear on those sentences, those sort of sneaky background music sentences in your brain. What is your brain trying to tell you about why this is hard? Get clear, write them all out. Then once you've got your list of sentences, ask, is this true? What could be evidence of maybe the opposite is true? So let's explore a few here. Let's say you're thinking, I can't lose weight during the holidays. Why? Because... It's just too hard to keep up with everything all at once. Or maybe I'm just super stressed. So let's again, let's look at this really specifically. Is this true? So the sentence is, it's too hard to keep up with everything. Is it true? Well, it's true if you tell yourself it is. And that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So be careful what you tell yourself because you just might believe it. Next, look for evidence of the opposite. So again, the sentence is, it's just too hard to keep up with everything. Let's look for evidence of the opposite. Are you currently keeping up with things? Even if there's some things that maybe be, maybe are not, you know, completely perfect, there's probably a lot of things you are keeping up with. What are the things that you don't have to get done right now? Draw on your past successes as well. When are there times in the past when you did keep up with things? Look back at holiday seasons that went just fine. So Again, ask yourself, is it true? And look for evidence of the opposite. The other sentence was, I'm super stressed. All right, ask yourself, is it true? Possibly. How might your thoughts though be contributing to your feelings of stress? We know that thoughts lead to feelings. And if you're thinking I'm super stressed, that's going to elicit feelings of stress. So let's get clear. What are you afraid of? What's the worst thing that could happen if things don't work out perfectly? Allow yourself to look into your thoughts and get clear so that you can turn down the volume on some of those stressful thoughts. And then looking for the evidence of the opposite. Again, if the sentence is, I'm super stressed, there's plenty of evidence of the opposite. What are the things you're grateful for about? Like, that's kind of a lot of what this season is about. What makes you feel relaxed and happy about this time of year? There's definitely things you can do to manage your mindset, but you've got to do it proactively because our brains are wired to look for what's wrong. Our brains are wired to look for problems. That's our default setting. So if you want to be proactive and present and enjoy this time of year, you got to manage your mindset on purpose. Another thought that often comes up uh, in, in during the holiday season is like, this is hard. It's hard to lose weight this time of year or I've been good. I deserve a treat. So let's look at that. Like if you're thinking I've been good, I deserve a treat. 
what if what if being good is just your sort of normal way of eating? What if the you know what you're quote unquote defining as good is normal? Do you get a treat? Do you get a reward for doing normal things? Like do you get a treat when you brush your teeth? So try and look at your mindset again of like how are you looking at the things that you're doing and telling yourself the stories of like I've been good, I deserve a treat. Does that actually set you set you up for sabotaging your success later on. So we just talked about three different ways you can manage your mindset around the holiday season and kind of examine the way you're thinking about it. And just that alone can really help set you up for success during the holiday season. But if that was all it was, then that would make the holiday season pretty straightforward. And of course, we are emotional creatures that have thoughts rather than thinking creatures who have feelings. And so there's lots of emotions going along this time of year. One story I remember is um, my husband was in the military and one fall season he was deployed and he had been away for about a month and a half, maybe two months by the time Halloween rolled around. And the kids went out uh, trick-or-treating. They were pretty young at the times, I'm going to say, you know, six or eight. And um, our daughter was dressed as Thomas the Train. She loved Thomas the Train. And our son was dressed as a ninja. And they were so cute. And all of the kids, we lived in this great neighborhood that, you know, everyone went trick-or-treating. And it just was adorable. It was what you want out of Halloween. And so we get home and the kids have their candy and their loot. And, you know, as a responsible mom, I'm like, you can't eat everything all tonight. So they had their nice amount that they had on Halloween night. And then we got them cleaned up and shipped them off to bed. And then I was alone on Halloween night. And I was like, I just cannot face going to bed by myself again right now. I just, it was one of those moments where I was like, I just can't even. And so I flipped on the TV and there's, you know, of course, nothing valuable on TV at that time of night, but found something and I was like, there's the kids Halloween candy over there. I should have some. And I had chocolate, lots and lots of chocolate, not because I was hungry, not because I needed it, because I was missing my husband and I was sad. And so there are so many reasons that we can eat emotionally during this time of year, whether it's sadness or grief, um, that can really bring up a lot of emotions this time of year. Um, There can also be stress and expectations of like, I think I really want the holiday to go perfectly and that can amp up your anxiety. And a lot of times we, we eat over that. Or even just family traditions, you know, we always, my mother always makes the uh, amazing oyster dressing. And so, you know, of course you want to have some, it's, it's that, that special traditions around food and so forth. And that can, you know, we, we don't eat just for fuel. We eat for emotional reasons. A lot of times that food feels like love. And so there's so many emotional reasons why we eat during this time of year. So we're going to talk a lot more about handling Uh, feelings of sadness or grief in our November episode. But just be aware of what are your emotions that are bringing up this time of year? Is it just the normal kind of holiday stress? Or are there other things going on? And where are you using food and physically putting food in your body as a means of handling an emotional need? When that happens, because let's be honest, it might, it probably will, Give yourself some self-compassion. This is a special time of year. You want to plan for it. You want to be aware aware of it. 
And think about think ahead now of how you want to handle emotions. When you're feeling emotional, do you want to turn to the chocolate? Or do you want to, you know, kind of curl up in bed with a soft blanket and comfort yourself in an emotional way and meet the need where it's at versus covering over it with food? So that's that's something you can think about ahead of time. And you can proactively nurture yourself. When you have an emotional need, food is a temporary fix, but it doesn't really solve the the real issue. Thoughts are the language of our brain and emotions are the language of our body. And they both matter. They both have equal weight. It's just that a lot of times we don't necessarily understand how to interpret the emotions in our body. And a lot of times we're frankly quite afraid to feel those emotions in our body. And because they're in your body, it can be very useful and important to address your body, address the emotions where they're at. So one great way to handle this is just put your hand on your heart and take a couple of deep breaths. Like take just, whew, just calm down a little bit. Just put your hand on your heart and remind yourself, I am safe. It's okay. Now, this sounds cheesy. I know. This sounds a little woo. I get it. And trust me, I was the person that was like, that's so nice, but never doing that until I learned that this physical action literally turns on the parasympathetic nervous system in your body. The parasympathetic nervous system is the opposite of the fight or flight. So parasympathetic is the rest and digest. It allows your body's resources like blood and oxygen to return to your long-term thinking brain so that you can make reasonable, rational decisions. When you are stressed out because of the fight or flight response, your brain's resources are diverted away from your long-term thinking. So you do not have access to those kinds of planning thoughts. It's a very impulsive, in-the-moment kind of decision-making. So putting your hand on your heart activates the parasympathetic nervous system and basically gives you the opportunity to have full access to your brain again. So that's why it's really useful to address your body and allow those emotions to come up, process, and move out. Let your body know that it's safe. So once you get a chance for your body to feel safe, allow yourself to feel what you feel. Our emotions are benevolent messengers. So often, we don't want to feel what we feel. We just want to push it away. We want to say, I don't have time for that. I'll deal with it later. I just got to push through. And emotions are here for a positive reason. You know, imagine like your youngest, sweetest child is is this emotion. And it's like tapping you on your shoulder and saying, mommy, mommy, mommy. And it wants your attention. Our emotions want our attention. They have something beautiful and important to tell us. And we push them away. So when you can acknowledge that our emotions are not bad, our emotions are not necessarily going to hurt you, you can handle any emotion. You are wired that way. You did it when you were a child. You can handle any emotion and it is here to help you. It's here for a purpose and for a reason. And just like, you know, somebody, your child who's saying, mommy, they just want to be heard. They just want some space. So give yourself proactively, give yourself time to allow your emotions to come up, hear what they have to say, and let them move through your body. And also 
give yourself proactive downtime, proactive mental rest time. The holidays are a busy time of year. We plan for the parties. We plan for the snacks that we're going to create. We plan for all the things. But when do we plan to rest? We don't. It's an afterthought. But that actively diminishes our enjoyment of the holidays. Not only that, that actively diminishes our ability to make positive, proactive decisions about what we eat and how we handle our emotions. And therefore, that actively sabotages us (laughs) to show up on January 2nd and being like, ugh. Here I am again. So when you're looking at your calendar, it's October. You still have time. Plan in rest. When can you proactively take downtime? When can you proactively take a day off? When can you proactively, even during the day, just schedule in, I'm going to chill out for 10 minutes before I go back to handling, you know, the cooking or the whatever. It's so, so important Because by proactively scheduling your time to rest, again, you're giving your body more access to that long-term thinking and those, those, those better decisions. You are helping your future self. And finally, if you do end up having more than you planned for at some point during this holiday season, let's think ahead to that now. How do you want to treat yourself in those moments? How do you want to talk to yourself? It's funny, I was talking to a client the other day and she was saying, you know, just, I just really tend to beat myself up a lot. I was like, okay, let, let's explore that. You know, we know that thoughts lead to feelings and feelings influence our actions. So your thoughts are something to the effect of, you know, I can't believe I did that. That was so stupid. I do this all the time, things like that. And she's like, yeah. I said, okay, when you're thinking those thoughts, how do you feel? And she said, well, I feel awful. Like I throw myself a pity party. And I said, understandable. Yeah, makes sense. And when you're feeling awful and having pity for yourself, what do you do? And she said, well, I tend to go eat, frankly, and I don't want to do anything else other than just sit on the couch and eat. I said, okay, great. So if we kind of almost use this as a math equation, we have a step-by-step process that Beating yourself up very tangibly leads to eating more, and that therefore means you, at best, maintain your weight or possibly gain weight. And she's like, yeah, okay, I see that. So I said, beating yourself up equals gaining weight. Why do we do that to ourselves? Well, the answer is habit. Uh, you know, we're very habitual, habitualized, that's a tough word to say. We're very habitualized to beat ourselves up. It's very normal. Perhaps you learned that from an external source. And also in society, it's very common. It's very accepted. It's kind of pervasive. And so we're, we never were really taught to care for ourselves. We're not really taught self-compassion. But not only, you know, have we, we just did our little math equation there of beating yourself up leads to gaining weight, but scientific studies have been done that self-compassion is nine times more effective at effective and long-term behavior change than self-criticism. There's a great book out there called uh, Self-Compassion by a lady named Kristen Neff. I definitely recommend it. Basically, long story short, is beating ourselves up is normal. It's usually our knee-jerk reaction. But try and catch yourself with that because we know that beating yourself up leads to gaining weight 
and self-compassion leads to better choices. So if you want a chance at feeling decent on January 2nd, offer yourself some self-compassion. Don't beat yourself up. Ask yourself, what would I tell my best friend in this moment? If you and your best friend were sitting at a coffee and sharing a cup of coffee and she was telling you, oh my gosh, I had three slices of the pumpkin cake last night and the first one tasted great and I just couldn't stop and oh, I can't believe I blew it. Would you tell her, yeah, you do this every time and you, you're you never going to lose weight like that? Of course not. You would tell her, hey, it's okay. You got, today's a new day. You know, make different choices today. So give yourself the same gift that you would give your best friend. Talk to yourself like a friend. And also ask yourself, what can I learn from it? So in the example of the pumpkin spice cake niner thing, you know, ask yourself, is it special? Well, maybe, but also do yourself a favor of like next time when I come across a special holiday treat, I can also ask myself how much of this would feel great and how much of this would I regret tomorrow? Would I regret three slices and just feel amazing with one? Think ahead. What would I regret tomorrow? So that's taking an example of if you do happen to eat more than you plan for, how can you learn from it compassionately and with curiosity and not judgment? So remember, you are only human. Part of being human is enjoying holiday season and also navigating the challenges of holiday season. So give yourself that grace and compassion and also know that you are a piece of the divine and completely worthy exactly as you are, no matter how this holiday season goes. So are you ready for our one tiny tip to put into practice this week? Here we go. Halloween is just around the corner. So what I want you to do is plan for it. Think ahead. What is special? What what Halloween treat is special, is worth it? And what Halloween treat is just kind of like, eh, eh, it's okay. Like, I'm not sure I've ever heard anyone say, those were the most amazing Snicker bars I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> so think about it. Is it a really special Snickers bar? Or is it just kind of, eh, maybe you love Snickers bars and you only have them at Halloween. If so, great. Then it is special. Determine how much you want to have. Do I want to have eight Snickers bars or do I want to have two? What is going to, what am I going to feel great about tomorrow and how much would I regret tomorrow? So think ahead, plan, plan for the treats that are going to be around. What is special? What's just eh? If it's just eh, do you want to skip it and save for those, you know, those really special treats? And for the things that are special, what do you want to have? And what do you, what would be too much that you would have, um, that you would regret the next day? And finally, have a plan for leftovers. What are you going to do with the extra holiday treats? You could throw them away. You could freeze them. You could donate them or you could eat them. Decide in advance how much you want to have and what you want to do with the extras. Use your long-term thinking brain to do your future self a favor. And there's an entire section of my book called The Imperfect Toolbox that addresses random life events like holidays, travel, things like that. And one of the, the chapters is about handling the holidays. So if you've ever found yourself struggling to stay on track or battling your mindset during the holidays, then please check out my book. 
It's called You Are a Miracle and available on Amazon. And if there's anything in this episode that you found helpful or useful, it would be amazing if you would write a review on iTunes that can help other people find the show. And maybe your review would help somebody else feel a little less alone. And before we go, remember, love yourself because the holidays are a special time of year, both for good reasons and challenging ones. I think it's a good idea to love yourself every day of the year, but especially during this time of year. Okay. That's what I've got for you today. Stay tuned for parts two and three of Handling the Holidays coming up in November and December. Until then, I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember, you are a miracle.